This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk and Tony Tolado. And if you're a Marvel fan and you particularly like the Marvel female superheroes and Serial Box has done a really interesting thing. They've actually allow you to not only listen to an audio version, but also download or, or access at least and read a, a, you know, read it as a book. And right now we're talking to two of the people involved in a new Black Widow story. It's exclusive just for Serial Box, Black Widow, Bad Blood. And that is Lindsay Smith. She is the writer, head writer on this project. And then also Sarah N- Natocheni, who is the voice of Black Widow and also the narrator. Welcome, ladies. It's great to talk to you. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> It's my pleasure. It's okay. Everybody talks over each other around here. It's just the way it works. But uh, but this is really cool. Uh, Lindsay, from your aspect, to do it as a dual threat, a challenge, but obviously the fans love the, the versatility of it. Um, yeah, it's been really great to um, see. And that's kind of the cereal box standard too is to have both the um the ebook version and then the audio version simultaneously i i know that when i listen to serial box i'm able to kind of switch seamlessly between the two depending on what i'm doing um and this is my third series working with them i think they're a wonderful company with a wonderful format for presenting new stories and i just love it sci-fi talk returns in a moment Sarah, you're voicing, really, she's become an iconic character in the Marvel Universe because of her cinematic life and her comic life, too, for that matter. But the character's really taken off. And uh, if you look at cosplay, a lot of young women uh, are, and maybe some young men, are also cosplaying as Black Widow. So how do you approach her? I guess you kind of have to look at it with your own eyes and not be influenced by anybody else's performance. Yeah, I actually didn't look at um, Scarlett Johansson's performance uh, before approaching this character. Uh, I'd seen it before, but it it had been a while, so it it didn't really influence me at all. I I see the narrator as an extension of Natasha Romanoff, and she's definitely kind of dry, and she understands irony, and she's, she's just a really cool character. So that kind of came yeah, pretty naturally to me, I guess. I'm not as cool as her, but she, she definitely spoke to me in many ways. Yeah, she's just, she's fabulous. She's actually my favorite character that I've ever played. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, what happens with this is the Widow teams up with Bucky Barnes. That's an interesting team up. Uh, one we've never seen cinematically. And maybe it's happened in the comics, but I'm not familiar off with it top of my head. What was the uh, thought process on teaming her with Bucky? Well, the, they interplay so well together, and that's kind of because of their shared history um, through the KGB and the Red Room. And that's right. We, yeah, so we were able to kind of, even though that's happened in the comics, it's been hinted at in the movies, for our universe, we really got to dictate how that past had looked for them um, and what sort of um, interpersonal relationship they'd had there, um, obviously a very fraught one, because Natasha, at least to some extent, um, was working semi-willingly with the KGB, or at least she was in, she had some autonomy, whereas Bucky was just completely brainwashed 
um, into the oh, yeah. women soldier personality. She has a deeper memory of what they looked like when they worked together with the, in the KGB and in the Red Room than he does now. Um, so there's really interesting back and forth there between them, and they're trying to figure out how they work together now that they're free in their own respective ways. Cool. So, Lindsay, when when you're plotting together something like this, uh, I guess you have to you do a, a long story arc first and then uh, with your team kind of, you know, get into the trenches, so to speak, and start writing this piece or or was Ooh. each episode or portion kind of uh, given to certain members to work on? I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> patented cereal box method that we have is um, what we call the writer's summit um oh. so in in preparation of the summit the lead writer um lead writer and head editor in this case myself and taylor stevens um developed our general pitch for what the what we wanted the season to look like um and really refined that and sent that out to the writing team in advance uh, and then we all met together in New York City this time for a long weekend, just spent basically in a writing room together, hashing out the entire season um, down to pretty much beat by beat um, and subdividing it into episodes um, with with the whole team. And it's always mm. wonderful to see the way that it comes together because it starts off pretty chaotic. And then by the end of it, everyone's just really synthesized well together. You can see what everyone's individual strengths are, storytelling, and how they're coming up with these cool elements. Um, and then everybody, by the, by the time you're in, done, everybody pretty much has these episodes that you can just tell that they're really gravitating toward, that really speak to them and their storytelling. Um, but mm-hmm. we subdivide it up from there, and then we all go back home and start actually doing the writing process. Sarah... Was it easy? You said it was fairly easy to find who she was. For this version, vocally, did you do anything different uh, to distinguish her from, obviously, the, your narration? Yeah, I pitch her a little bit higher because my <clears throat> my natural range is uh, it's kind of low. Um, and I also have to play all the other characters. So I wanted to make yeah. a distinction without being too animated because I, I come from an animation background. And, oh, um cool. So that that was, uh, a, you know, a very small hurdle, but one that we had to address with the director, Amanda Rose Smith. Basically, like, I have to play all the characters. They all have to all be distinct, but they can't be distracting so that the reader and the listener don't kind of get taken out of the story um, by this, right. like, kind of almost wacky new voice that I'm doing, you know? <laughs> so, uh, um but there had to be some dif- differentiation. So my narration voice is kind of in the middle of my range. I put Natasha a little bit higher. And, you know, I try to differentiate them just by making character choices. Bucky, I think, is my... Str- well, this... Uh, can I can I say Viscos? I can say this. Yeah, you can. He's, yeah, okay. he's in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Viscos is probably my strongest acting choice um and bucky is has the most longevity so far um so sorry that's my cat um uh so he uh i had to make some really strong choices about him because he does have two personalities and i wanted to do justice to that and and then he interacts with natasha a lot so i had to make sure that they Mm. are really quite different and that you know who's speaking when they're speaking when you're in the booth, uh, you know, doing this, um, how much direction do you get from the director or 
do they let you do several different versions? I know it's you're 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 talking a lot, so obviously you can't riff on too much. But um, but what what's it what's it like for you when you do that? Yeah, there's no riffing. I'm reading exactly what's on the page, um, <laughs> unless it's like the Russian stuff, and then because I speak Russian, it's my first language. Um, I I just make you know just the the corrections that need to be made. There are very few. This is so well written, and the Russian is great. She actually, so we start out, I read the title, I read, you know, written by Lindsay Smith and, uh, and uh, all the other writers, and then I get to just reading the whole thing. And sometimes I make a mistake and I stop and I go back a few sentences or she'll stop me if, if she feels like I'm losing energy or something that's happened a couple of times. And she just says, okay, you're going to hate me, but go back, go back to like a page ago. And I'm like, that's fine. I want this to be as good as possible. Um, but we do, we do one take of the whole thing. I, I, I've never had to redo a whole episode. I've redone like a page, but no, never a whole episode. Mm -hmm. And starting with Lindsay first, I mean, what's gratifying with this and also with the Jessica Jones cereal box is that there's a lot of women involved. That's pretty neat. And that adds probably a different spin if it was just guys writing for women, which has been done forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that was very much our goal going into this. I mean, just from the start, I said, I definitely want to make sure we have women well represented on the team. And Box was fantastic about that. And making sure we just have a wonder, wonderfully diverse voices within that, too. And just really bringing to life Natasha kind of in a way that we haven't really gotten to see her because she isn't often written by women. So being able to draw that out and really talk about what speaks to us personally about Natasha. Um, I think we spent like a good hour of the beginning of the writing summit, even just hashing through all of our, our Natasha feels, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, and just getting that out there and deciding what, what kind of Natasha we wanted to represent and what was important to us in that telling. And Sarah, what's it like to know that the words you're reading were also written by women and it's a female character, obviously? Oh, it's uh, liberating is the one word I can think of. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. No, it's very, very cool. Why don't we take a short break? We're talking to two of the ladies involved with Black Widow, Bad Blood, a new audio and also a series you can read on Serial Box. And we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Rodney McKay, David Hewlett, if you must, from Stargate Atlantis. And you are listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Back on Sci-Fi Talk with Lindsay Smith, who is the head writer of Black Widow, Bad Blood. And we have the widow herself, Sarah Natocheni, who voices her and narrates. Not only that, but she does the voice of Bucky Barnes, who plays among other characters, who plays, uh, Bucky plays a very big part in this. Ladies, it's great. More sci-fi talk with Tony Tolado in a moment. I have to ask you, Lindsay, um, was, well, how was Marvel with this? Were they hands-on or did they kind of let you to your own devices? Um, they've been really supportive every step of the process. You know, understandably, they're very protective of their characters who have been around decades. Honestly, I think Natasha's been around since the 50s um, in the comics. Yeah. They have been really good on working with us. First of all, kind of letting us have our own little corner of the Black Widow universe that we can adjust and tinker to whatever we needed to to tell the story we wanted to tell. Um, and then they've been really good about kind of setting good boundaries as to 
what sounds good to them in terms of a trail, what maybe doesn't, what sort of stories they're comfortable with us telling and not, and finding what really fits in while still letting it totally be our project. That's great to hear that. I, I mean, they, uh, they've done a great job with the movies and obviously in the comics, so that's great. There's, I, I don't know what it has been, but there was actually, I kind of started the year with uh, more women on my podcast and men, and I, you know, I just kind of went with it. I wasn't consciously trying to even out the balance, but there's just a lot of really cool projects that women are involved in. Do you ladies, from your own sense, uh, you know, and Sarah, you work in animation as well, that the women's roles really this year, it, it really have started out very strongly? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm trying to think in my in my own life, just out of my friends. Um, I know a, a good friend of mine, Lauren Sick, she's a female director and she's she's booming this year. I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's because women are booming or because she's just booming. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Lindsay? Um, I know on the uh, the sci-fi and fantasy literary side, I think, I know I personally have been making a big effort to try to read um, just about any writer other than cis men. And it's been a great couple of years for that sort of fiction. I'm currently reading... Um, a book called Docile by K.M. Sparza, who is a trans man out of uh, Baltimore. And that's kind of where the setting is, a more sci-fi setting of Baltimore. Um, that's really yes. fascinating. Um, there was a great book called um, Gideon the Ninth, which is this wonderful lesbian space necromancer story. Um, so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great year for a couple of years, really, in sci- sci-fi and fantasy for that. I think, you know, more as with your friend, Sarah, I think... Uh, women are being hired as directors not because just because they're women but they're also talented and able to do the job and uh right i just uh, i've been covering a show called motherland fort salem and uh it the cast is primarily women you actually see more men not come into the series until the third episode and oh, wow. uh, surprisingly surprisingly you don't miss them you know you, as a guy <laughs> i didn't miss them because <laughs> Regardless of anything, if the characters are strong, regardless of whatever sex they are, you're going to hook right. into a series, uh, you know. And and lately, uh, Jennifer Connelly is is the lead in Snowpiercer and, Snowpiercer, and doing yeah. a great job there. Yeah. So uh, it, maybe the opportunities are there. Maybe it's changed, or maybe there's just a lot of talent out there too. So the female talent has always been there. It's just a matter of, of seeing that and developing that and allowing that to be the main voice in something. That's what's Mm -hmm. I think being allowed more and more now, which is great. And, and and, uh, what, what about the appeal of black widow? Why has she lasted so long uh, from the fifties and Lindsay, you can start us off. Yeah. Well, I think from the fifties, she was kind of, more of a uh, one-dimensional femme fatale type personality a bit. She was a villainous, honestly, if, I re- if I'm remembering right. But she's really developed to encompass all of these conflicting um, archetypes. And she's a bit of a mystery even to herself, um, just mm-hmm. because the way that she was raised in the Red Room to be this super amazing spy, um, this top-notch assassin and everything, it just means that she's almost had to completely wipe clean her own personality, um, try to suppress it. But 
once she gets free of the Red Room and the KGB, she has to kind of figure out who she is and how that works. Um, what, what does mm-hmm. she actually want for herself and how, how does that change her outlook on things when she's doing things for herself instead of for the Soviet Union or whoever the case may be, Hydro mm-hmm. um, and so on, or even working for S.H.I.E.L.D. versus working for herself. She's very versatile in that sense, um, but also, um, I think, deeply conflicted because of it. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of layers to her. That's one of the things I love. And I'm glad the movies in um, limited time, um, you know, that she had, she she used it well. Um, unfortunately, it took her to die to get her own movie, but uh, uh, which yeah. I thought was a, <laughs> was a little too late there. But, um, you know. No spoilers, but I think by now Endgame's been out there and everybody knows yeah. what's going on there. And Sarah, I'm I'm a little jealous because as an actor, you kind of get into her skin a little bit and, yeah. and kind of see it from her perspective. Uh, that's You get to know her in a way that most of us don't get to know her. And I'll I'll die with those secrets. Sorry, not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So it is is a uh, is she somebody you'd like to revisit sometime? Oh, a thousand percent. I play her for the rest of my life. She's fascinating. <laughs> she is fascinating, no doubt yeah. about it. Well, this is a great series. I love what Serial Box is doing. And in sci-fi in particular, a lot of great Arthur C. Clarke stories have been adapted as well. And I mean, it's just awesome. As we record this, because you don't tape anymore, uh, let's see, we're uh, the last episode was episode five, Flashback City. And on my birthday, <laughs> A Trap with a View is the next episode, May 26th. And that'll be the next one that's available uh, just to, as a housekeeping thing, the season's only 10 bucks. And uh, I mean, that's nothing. It's cheaper than going to the movies. And folks, we can't do that right now. So uh, this is not a bad alternative. <laughs> and plus, you can carry it with you, which is great. I want to thank you, ladies. Uh, for each of you, what's, uh, what's coming up next? Yeah, so finishing out the uh, season one, I think we're going to be running probably through August, if I recall correctly. I don't have the exact dates in front of me. Um, but then in October, my next novel comes out. It's a young adult um, historical sci-fi uh, called The Shadow War, which I'm kind of pitching as Inglorious Bastards meets Stranger Things. Um, so it's oh, World fantastic. War II. <laughs> World War II with demonic dark powers from an alternate universe happening in it. Um, so, yeah, that's what's next for me. Very cool. Oh, I love alternate universes. That's really nice. Yeah, and too. Sarah, what about you? Um, so I play Ash Ketchum on the show Pokemon, um, and Pokemon Journey oh, cool. is a new season. It's dropping on Netflix on June 12th. The Last Degree of Kevin ba- uh, the Last Degree of Kevin Bacon is now out on Spotify. That's 10 episodes. It's a comedy. I play like 10 <laughs> characters in it, starring Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon, Matt Walsh, uh, Lamorne uh, Morris, Ellie Deschanel, Natalie Morales, Rob Reiner. It's directed by Josh Rubin. It's fantastic. I'm very proud of it. Um, and I think that's it for the moment <laughs> and this, obviously. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, that's the thing. It's like um, from an acting standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, things have kind of dried up a little bit and you're not alone. Nobody's yeah. working right now. Yeah. It's I'm weird. i to direct a podcast and that's, you know, I want everybody in the same room. So that's, 
being put on hold. There are a few people who are like oh, reaching yeah. out to me to do stuff remotely, and you know we're working on that and working on my own show. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. This is an, a a major adjustment, and um, I mean New York is closed, and now until the middle of June is the stay at home order. So. Um, it's going to be a very weird summer already. So uh, yeah. I can just tell you. It's, and the weather's getting warmer and, you know, people are kind of ch- taking chances. They shouldn't. But yeah. what are you going to do? What I are you going to do? It's very strange. Very strange very time strange. right now. Yeah. But the main thing, ladies, is to stay safe and healthy and uh, so that you can keep on keeping on. Yeah, exactly. You too. And happy birthday. All right. Yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will, I will. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't have a lot of options. That's we were supposed to go away, and oh, well, yeah. those plans really <laughs> fell through. <laughs> so, I was supposed to be at the beach, and and uh, you know, it's, I'm uh, the closest body of water is the East River. Is about that, all I can see right now. But uh, that's the way <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, sort of, <laughs> sort of beachy. It's got its charms. <laughs> It does have its charm. I will say it. I love New York, though. I do. I, you know, yeah. I love living here. Yeah, but, uh, it would have been nice to get away. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. Again, it's Black Widow, Bad Blood. Thank you for being on the podcast. And again, stay safe. Thank you so you much. Too. Thank you. Take care. And thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Yes, well, I hope we all take care. And it's Black Widow, Bad Blood. Until next time.